0: One idea that we encounter several times in Secret of the Golden Flower is the idea of bodies. That is, the idea of another body in addition to the body that we are familiar with, our physical here, present material uh, body that we, as far as we can recollect, as the body that we came into this world with and that our existence in this world will end with when That body expires and returns to the earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, as they say. Numerous times throughout uh, the text of the golden flower, there are references to the creation of a new body, a new body that grows within the planetary body. This body that we come into the world with and leave this world with and that returns to the earth, we can call the planetary body because it exists only within the Parameters of this planet under the laws that govern this planet, planet Earth. And in Secret of the Golden Flower, we find uh, references to yet another body that appears, comes into being and grows within this planetary body. And in fact, much of the work suggested in the text is towards this aim in one sense. This is the end game, is the creation of this new body. This new body, this second body, uh, is sometimes known as the astral body. Gurdjieff called it the Hessian body. And it's important not to get too carried away, especially with a term like astral body, because that term exists out there in a lot of the New Age uh, community and literature. And it's conceived as um, something used uh, that can be utilized in uh, sorcery or sida. that you can send this body out to go do things for you um, but the nature of the astral body as revealed in this teaching is not for that sort of a you know, conventional or lowly function but rather it's more conceived as a vessel, or vehicle, by which one's consciousness, one's immortal soul might continue beyond the death of the planetary body. Now, as is... Perhaps already apparent, this idea doesn't necessarily originate in ancient Chinese, Nidan, because we find it in other sources. One passage from The Golden Flower, which mentions mentions it is as follows. The scarab rolls his ball, and in the ball there develops life as the effect of the undivided effort of his spiritual concentration. If now an embryo can grow in manure and shed its skin, why should not the dwelling place of our heavenly heart also be able to create a body if we concentrate the spirit upon it. And there's so much in that one passage. And the first thing that stands out is the reference to the scarab rolling his dung ball Many of us will stop and say, I I thought that that was Egyptian. So, there's a connection or there's a commonality there um, between Egyptian and this ancient Chinese Nidan with the idea of a second body that is created by the will and consciousness of the individual. And um, in in the Egyptian, we think of the idea of uh, perhaps the idea of the Ka being created as a result of this. But there's also uh, wonderful passage that I wanted to share with you uh, from the Vedic literature which really reveals quite a lot and this is from the Ramayana which is the epic covering the uh, adventures of the uh, avatar Rama and his uh fellow avatara hanuman the uh the monkey god and this is a portion in the epic where rama has met and and had some interactions with uh shabari who's a a famous rishi or uh enlightened initiate and um, they've had some interactions here and this is from a translation uh, the translation of the Ramayana by uh, Ramesh Minan translated into a narrative story form rather than the the poetic form. Um, Shabari glowed and her gaze never left Rama's face. When they had eaten, her eyes still on him, Shabari said to Rama, I am at peace now. I have fed you the fruit of Matangavana, and I am ready to leave this world. Taking her hand again, Rama said, You are the purest of the pure. Being with you has renewed my heart, and eating your fruit has made my faith strong in my time of fear. May you reach the heavens of the Rishis whom you looked after while they lived in the world. Dear Shabari, you have my blessing. She was a Brahma migyani Free of attachment. And she worshipped Agni Deva now. She touched holy water with her fingers. Before Rama's eyes, she yoked the inner fire and, with Agneyi, made herself a mass of flames. Soon she was white, murmuring ashes. From those ashes rose a youthful woman of ethereal beauty and prostrated herself before Rama. When he blessed her, Shibari rose immortal into Devaloka. Really a beautiful passage, which warrants just a little bit further inquiry. First they say, she was a Brahma Magyani, which that word Magyani is most probably derived from the word Magoy, and uh Brahma is uh, it means uh, uh well there, there's Brahma, the sense of God and and uh the Brahmin, which is the uh cast of holy men or cast of initiates in uh the vedic system so this word brahma Magyani is kind of a fusion and a reference to that magian aspect which refers back to the persian zoroastrians which also is referenced occasionally in, in, in parts of the Vedic literature, um, also specifically in the, the Rig Veda, um, which also refers to the uh, Aryans, which um, almost certainly is a reference to what we now consider the Iranians and the Persians or Zoroastrians in there. And so much of that system we find trickling down through this Vedic literature. So this initiate um, is identified as a Magian. And it says, free of any attachment. And she worshipped Agni Deva now. Agni is the god of fire in the Vedic. And in the Zoroastrian, of course, Fire is my new my new arthra, um, uh, a manifestation of Ahura Mazda, the Lord of Wisdom. Zoroastrians so uh, well known uh, worship fire as a manifestation image of God, the Absolute, um, through fire temples. So this is very much identifying uh further that Zoroastrian influence. It says before Rama's eyes she yoked the inner fire, mere reference to the fire within us, that fire, that flame that burns eternal, with Agnei, which is knowledge of fire and the, the spirit of Agni, um my new atra. The principle of divine fire, and she made herself a mass of flame she transfers her her planetary body into fire and then it becomes a uh, it's it's a tradition in uh much of the vedic and, and throughout this book that uh, a dead body a planetary body is is cremated is confined consigned to the flames but um here by um igniting and remanifesting that divine fire within the physical body just as a act of will flames up until that planetary body returns to ashes so there's also an interesting um mythology out there about the rainbow body which is mentioned in some more uh uh buddhist tibetan uh inspired literature and this is like a legend That the enlightened master um when he's ready to move on to the to the next realm that the planetary body simply disappears um and and sometimes this is called the rainbow body kind of like how yoda does in empire strikes back I'm sorry, it's not an empire. It's at the beginning, it's in Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi, where we have the death of Yoda at the beginning and his body vanishes. And finally, when he blessed her, Shibari rose immortal into Devaloka. Devaloka is like the heavens, that's the realm of the gods, the Devas or the gods. from those ashes rose a youthful woman of ethereal beauty the ethereal beauty um, reflects the reflective astral nature of the astral body which is often said to be white or light or luminescence as yoda said luminous beings are reading And when he blessed her, Shabari rose immortal into Devaloka. Devaloka is the, uh, the heavens. It's the realm of the gods. So that is her ethereal astral body rising up into um, the next realm. The planets, the stars, um, which in... Uh, Hinduism, the planets and the stars are acknowledged as part of, of of heavens. It's literally where where it's all at. Rama and Lakshmana looked on with tears of exaltation in their eyes, because what's being referred to here is such a beautiful and emotionally stirring act. Again, this helps us to understand the spirit in which this sort of undertaking, under which this sort of effort is, is undertaken. It's not undertaken with a desire to use the body to break the rules and to seek a personal advantage uh for the purposes of sorcery to get even with people to go visit them at night and give them bad dreams and 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 things of this nature and the lesson here is that if you're approaching the idea from that perspective this will essentially prohibit you from um... achieving that end game of the possibility of rising up beyond the expiration of the planetary body and also that the key to really making that connection lies in the heart and in that complex web of nerves and muscle and flesh that we understand as the uh, solar plexus And it's said that this astral body connects with and and grows out of the solar plexus, which is why we'll find more and more in the study of the golden flower that it directs our attention back to this part of the body because this is a part of the body that links the bodies that acts as a passageway, as an umbilical cord, in some sense. With these words, be strong of heart, keep fighting the good fight, and stand in the Agne Yi that burns eternal.